The week starts on a weak note for equities as investors digest the idea that there will be no interest rate cut from the Federal Reserve this year. On the contrary, the bets that the Federal Reserve is probably not done hiking the interest rates this summer are now at play in the markets and that's waiting on risk appetite. So welcome, this is Swiss Codes Daily Market Talk. So financial markets kicked off the week on a weak note really, but not because of the Wagner's mini failed or fake coup over the weekend in Russia, which obviously made the biggest, biggest headlines on Monday with Evgeny Prigozhin now saying that the coup that was going on in Moscow towards Moscow during the weekend wasn't intended to hurt Moscow and Putin saying not much about the whole thing at all. The letter, the whole thing that increased the geopolitical uncertainties around Russia obviously but no one really knows how to price it at this stage really because no one really knows what are the underlying reasons that drove the whole scenery of the weekend and for what happened was it real was it staged is it a sign that something bigger is about to happen in Russia or is it just a flash in the pan and you know life and the war in Ukraine will continue as before so nobody knows that at this point we don't know anything what we know however and could quantify very very clearly is the diminishing interest rate cut bets for the federal reserve in the us for this year and the beginning of next year as the latest federal reserve dot plot released just earlier this month and we showed two more possible interest rate hikes in the us in the coming months and the fed president jerome powell's semi-annual testimony last week where he actually confirmed that idea of further interest rate hikes in the coming FOMC meetings did actually the magic and made the interest rate cut bets replaced by interest rate hike bets and at this point we are in a very very different position actually to what we thought we would be at the start of this year and activity on Fed funds futures now gives around 75% chance for another 25 basis point hike in the FOMC's July meeting and there is an expectation obviously for one more interest rate hike of around 25 basis points after that one. Now I personally think that a set of soft economic data could do the magic of bad news is good news again and that investors could actually gently return toward longer term quality sovereign bonds as despite what the Federal Reserve says today, well the end of the Federal Reserve's tightening cycle is certainly near. And we saw a heavy slump in open interest in U.S. sovereign bonds last week. And that was obviously as a result of the waning dovish bets for the Fed. But we also see the U.S. two-year yield slump below a two-month rising trend this morning as the 10-year U.S. yield remains paralyzed a touch below the 3.75% mark. The U.S. dollar index, on the other hand, hardly challenges the 50 to 100-day moving average resistance area and the stock markets are down with the S&P 500 steadily giving back the recent gains while MAMA stocks so the big technology stocks in the US are seen most vulnerable to a deeper downside crash.
correction from the actual levels due to the recent AI-led rally that obviously could have gone well ahead of itself. Nvidia, for example, lost almost 4% at yesterday's trading session, while Tesla fell more than 6% yesterday, soon after a golden cross formation on its daily chart where the 50-day moving average surpassed the 200-day moving average to the upside. Alas, the MACD indicator on Tesla now points to a prevailing bearish sentiment and a rising possibility for a deeper retreat in Tesla's stock price. Small caps, on the other hand, were better bid this Monday, and that was a sign of a portfolio rebalancing effect before this quarter ends in a couple of days. In this respect, the Russell 2000 index saw support and traded above its 100-day moving average, and that despite a broad-based sell-off that we saw in big caps and especially in big technology stocks. Now, this being said, this whole AI-related news will obviously continue to flow in and will continue to surprise us on almost daily basis. And according to the latest news, a biotech firm called Insilico Medicine, uh, well, they actually announced a new drug against lung disease that has been entirely discovered and entirely developed by artificial intelligence and reached a phase two clinical trials. That's huge. So the drug may obviously not be a winner winner, but many, many drugs actually discovered by actual humans are not either, but the technology will actually help saving time and help saving a lot of money for these uh, drug companies. And that's why investors will remain highly, highly excited about the AI-related technology stocks and that despite their crazy, crazy valuations. But maybe not for the next few sessions of trading where we will likely continue seeing some more profit-taking, especially on the AI-led rally because the valuations went just too far and the quarter is about to end. Now elsewhere, the softer US dollar maintains the euro dollar above the 50-day moving average, which currently stands near the 108.75 mark. Now news from Germany yesterday were less than ideal, really, because the German business climate and the German business expectations actually deteriorated faster than expected by analysts in the month of June. But, 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 the Spanish producer prices fell nearly 7% versus a steady deceleration of 4.5% expected by analysts. So that's a big chunk of fall for the Spanish PPI and slower inflation, obviously, the only way to soften the European Central Bank's rate hike expectations. So, what we will do is to keep watching the economic data, the inflation data throughout this week from the major Eurozone economies. The Italian PPI, for example, due this Wednesday is expected to print a nearly 10% slump year on year in May and more than 6% slump just in the month of May. Now, Obviously, from a pricing perspective, all that is already priced in. The actual data must print higher numbers than those expected by analysts to pull the euro dollar below the 50-day moving average by softening the ECB expectations. And I keep my medium-term euro dollar target at 112 level unchanged, as I believe that the hawkish bets for the Federal Reserve are now coming close to a point of exhaustion. Now, today on the economic calendar, US durable goods orders and house prices will be under close 
Close Watch, while Canada will release the latest set of CPI data today, and both headline and core inflation in Canada are expected to slow there as well as a result of continued policy effort from the Bank of Canada to you know bring these price pressures lower. Now the dollar cat keeps drifting lower these days due to a hawkish Bank of Canada stance and uh, despite the strong selling pressure that we see in crude oil prices the pair is now at the lowest levels that we saw since September last year and is preparing to test the 130 psychological support to the downside shortly. Now I think it would take the USD CAD a good rebound in oil prices and ideally a softer US dollar across the board to go below that 130 level and speaking of oil well the barrel of US crude remains steady at around the $70 per barrel level. Bulls don't want to just join in given the hockey central bank expectations in the hockey central bank senses around the world and the rising recession odds as a result of it, while bears are not willing to push hard either as the geopolitical uncertainties around Russia maintain a high level of upside risk for crude oil prices. Because imagine if inside the pains in Russia just grew and brought Russia to produce less oil, all that cheap Russian oil that goes to friendly countries, starting with China for example, would no longer be hitting the market, leading China to seek oil in other places which could easily, easily push prices higher elsewhere as well. So the level of uncertainty around Russia after the Wagner coup is keeping oil steady at the current levels for now, whereas, whereas OPEC countries uh, continues damaging their credibility by just putting out some controversial reports and controversial forecasts because they lately claimed that the global oil demand would rise to 110 million barrels per day with a 23% rise in overall energy demand across the globe expected by 2045. So that obviously goes perpendicularly against the IEA forecast of higher short-term demand in oil and in energy, but waning long-term demand for crude oil as a result of energy transition to greener energy sources. So you believe who you want to believe, right? But I know that the higher the traditional and the dirty energy prices, the faster the energy transition will happen. So this is all for today. I'm Ipeko Skardeshke and thank you for joining me and thank you for all your supportive and interesting feedbacks. I hope this episode of Market Talk has also been helpful and insightful to you. So please do not hesitate to leave your comments, your reactions and your questions below as usual. And follow us on Instagram, on Twitter and on LinkedIn for regular market updates and subscribe of course to our youtube channel for daily market comments i will meet you again tomorrow and until then good day trading